Then we come to Bhajanga. Greater detailed explanation of Bhajanga. If see in Bhajanga Sangyutta, in Sangyutta Nikaya. Now, this is a, a gradual progress in the practice. First, uh, uh, breathing, uh, postures, uh, clear comprehension, and then 32 parts of the body, then four, element, four elements, and then uh, nine stages of uh, uh, body, these six parts comprise of the first kaya anupasana. Then we have uh, Vedana, uh, mindfulness of feelings, and then we came to uh, consciousness, mindfulness of the mind, and then we came to mindfulness of Dhamma. Now when we came to this stage, we assume that we have made some progress, gradual progress. Uh, because this totally practical uh, discourse, uh, this is not the discourse just to recite, this is the discourse that to be put into practice. So uh, we assume we have practice. This is a very long discourse, as you know, and uh, finding the some people believe that these are the four lectures that the Buddha gave, not give lectured at one time in one shot. In several times uh, he gave these talks. So compilers collected all of them, put together and made into one discourse because they are all related. So, in practice, uh, one can take at least even only one fraction of this entire discourse to practice. For instance, for instance, uh, mindfulness of breathing. As you see, mindfulness of breathing discourse in Anapana Satisutta. Uh, it has explained in certain more detail uh, in Girimananda Sutta explained up to the four tetras but not explained in Bhojanga. Uh, in uh, uh, this discourse entire thing is included but uh, mindfulness of breathing only first four tetrads, the first tetrad. All the other three are not here. So, because the first tetrad itself is enough for somebody to practice mindfulness meditation. According to Abhiraj Kumar Sutta, even one 
section is enough. According to Maranasati discourse, you know, meditation on death in Anguttara Nikaya, one inhaling and one exhaling is enough. <coughs> Why? Even in one inhaling and one exhaling, you find anicchānupāsi, virāgānupāsi, nirodhānupāsi, patinisaggānupāsi. Anicca, virāga, nirodha, patinisagga. All these four you can find even in one breath. While breathing in, we, we can experience feeling of impermanence. Uh, abandoning, cessation, uh, or non-clinging, uh, impermanence, not clinging, uh, <coughs> cessation, and abandoning. All these four stages you can see, even in one breathing, one breath. And therefore, this, in a way, is. Uh, compilation of uh, many meditation subjects in this discourse. In Bhajjhanga Sangyutta you can see only Bhajjhanga is used as subjects of meditation. Anapana Satisutta combined with four tetras of inhaling and exhaling and so forth. Now again here all the seven factors are combined to this discourse. Now how can one use seven factors of enlightenment as subject of meditation. Again, because a bhikkhu does contemplating phenomena in phenomena in terms of the seven enlightened factors. And how does a bhikkhu does contemplating phenomena in the phenomena in terms of the seven enlightenment factors? Here again we see the patterns, almost the same pattern as before. There being the mindfulness establishment of factor in him, Bhikkhu understands there is the mindfulness factor, enlightenment factor in me. Or there being no mindfulness enlightenment factor in him, he understands there is no mindfulness factor, enlightened factor in me. And he also understands how there comes to be the arising of unerisen mindfulness enlightenment factor and how the erisen mindfulness enlightenment factor comes to fulfilling, fulfillment by development. Now, four stages. Now, if somebody practicing mindfulness meditation from the beginning, following all these steps, up to now six parts of mindfulness of the body, one combined feelings, pleasant, unpleasant, neutrals, uh, carnal and non-carnal and all this, 
and then uh, the the mind, greedy, non-greed, and so forth, practicing five hindrances, five uh, aggregates, and uh, uh, six uh, internal and external sense bases and fetters. When one is gone through all these things by now, mindfulness should be established. <laughs> right? Mindfulness should be established. So, then he knows, ah, at last. I have mindfulness fact of enlightenment. Now fact is ready. Now I had to attain mindfulness, enlightenment. Fact is ready because I have done so much groundwork, spade work. <laughs> practice, 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 practice. Then this is the last really last, but uh, penultimate factors. Now, factors of enlightenment are not separate subject other than the practice of mindfulness. When we practice mindfulness, keep practicing, 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 following all these instructions given, then it comes to fruition stage. Enlightenment factor should be ready. And then he can take a deep breath and say to himself, understands this is the mindfulness enlightenment factor in me. Now, finally, it is in me. If it is not there, you will say, not yet. I have done all my work all these years. It is I have not attained it, not yet. Then, uh, he strive, use those four for effort and review the practice up to this point and then arouse it and develop it, cultivate it, and then Full come to fulfillment. That is the mental phenomena of of the factors of enlightenment, and that's the so the uh, all other factors are factors of enlightenment also are like that. Once the mindfulness factor of enlightenment is arisen. Then, Dhamma Vichaya, 
Dhammaji means investigation of Dhamma, act of enlightenment. Uh, the Bodhi's translation is discrimination of phenomena enlightenment factor in him. Uh, in other translation we learn in, in English uh, investigation factor. Here he says discrimination factor discrimination of phenomena. Uh, what is the discrimination? Uh, in investigation or discrimination, whatever, the terms we use, we do the same thing. What is the thing we do? Recognizing what is wholesome Dhamma, what is unwholesome Dhamma, what is uh, dark Dhamma, what is white Dhamma. That means what is beneficial, what is not beneficial. What is conducive to uh, clean the mind, what is not, what is coming going into darkness or what is coming out of darkness. Which Dhamma we should practice to come out of darkness? When we cultivate certain Dhamma, which Dhamma will lead to darkness? This is a kind of investigation and this also is, as he calls it, is discrimination. We have to make the distinction between what is right, what is wrong. What is leading to attaining liberation? What is not leading to attaining liberation? What is the right path? What is the wrong path? You see, what is the path that I, as I mentioned the other day, that leads to heavenly life? What is the path that leads to Nibbana, attainment of Nibbana? And so forth. (coughs) Uh, When we are mindful, with this mindfulness, this full, complete mindfulness, mindfulness, or full uh, awareness, opening our mind, we can see the distinction between one and the other. And now that arises naturally. That is not a very uh, something we develop very with, with with great hardship because mindfulness is so lucid so clear that will show us what is right what is wrong then we knows then what happens energy factor of enlightenment <coughs> same four type of energy energy to prevent, energy to arouse, overcome, energy to arouse, energy to maintain. Uh, Why? Because once we see the discrimination with mindfulness, then uh, 
we become more and more enthusiastic, more and more encouraged to move forward. That is how energy factor, enlightenment factor arises. Enlightened factor of energy does not mean physical energy. It is a psychological energy. One may even stay in one place and still this, uh, this urge, uh, enthusiasm in the mind keeps arising again and again and again to move forward. And that is especially what we call the spiritual urgency uh, uh, what you call clicks. The spiritual urgency is called uh, Dhamma Sangvega. Sangvega, Vega means uh, speed. Sangvega means additional speed. <coughs> Seeing the, the fear of uh, taking rebirth again and uh, fear of uh, samsara, uh, fear of uh, uh, committing uh, mistakes again and again. And so for seeing all these things, the mind uh, becomes very energetic, uh, thinking, how can I get rid of this repetition of mist- committing mistakes, taking birth again and again. And that kind of uh, enthusiasm uh, pushes us to go forward. That is called spiritual urgency. And when we do that, our the energy uh, does not uh, fade away. We don't, we don't become weak. That is the time mind becomes uh, very uh, very strong, very powerful, not to budge, not to give up. Uh, and therefore rapture arises from the people. That is what kind of peace is that? It's peace is here very much close to uh, happiness, sukha. <coughs> it is niramisa piti, niramisa piti, uh, not carnal rapture, joy, uh, but, you know, you can have this kind of joy by going to concert, having a music, dancing, being with a friend and so forth. But that is, this is not that kind of joy, uh, rapture. This completely seeing the mind becoming free from defilements, joy, peace, righteousness and go through the same four stages. Then naturally piti makes the mind and body calm, relaxed. Remember in uh, uh, 
ప్రాణాపాణ బిగినింగ్ సబ్బకాయ పట సంభయంకాయ సంకారం ఫోర్త్ స్టేజ్ ద ఫస్ట్ స్టేట్రాన్ పశ్చంభయంకాయ సంకారం దెన్ ద నెక్స్ట్ స్టార్ట్ విత్ ప్రీతి పట సంవేది శ్రీ స్వామి సిగ్గతి ప్రీతి పట సంగీతి పశ్చిమీ calm because this rapture is not excitement this is calming and then real calm arises that is tranquility factor of enlightenment factor when it arises we recognize it we don't arouse it by arouse by force or deliberately we just check and touch it and then definitely when the body is uh, mind is calm relaxed and peaceful concentration arises concentration arises and buddha repeatedly mentioned in in many places sukhino chittam samadhyati sukhino chittam samadhyati therefore here peace is equivalent to sukha because concentration arises prior to concentration the stepping stone to concentration is not piti although piti is used here piti is used here synonymous with sukha because in every place as buddha mentioned concentration arises from happiness sukhino chittam samadhyati in other places we don't hear pitiya chittam samadhiyati he says sukhino chittam samadhiyati therefore this piti is used synonymously with sukha and when sukha arises concentration arises after concentration it has uh, a quality of uh, equanimity uh because with biased state of mind or agitated and excited state of mind we don't gain concentration when we gain concentration mind is impartial and uh, impartiality is the character of equanimity upa ikhati upa ikhati is seeing closely without any emotions or biases or prejudices and therefore this is how the seven factors of enlightenment arises and we can see them developing in the same way this is how the factors of enlightenment is used as a subject of meditation then what happened as i said this is a very gradual because when the mind is equanimous 
after attaining these stages of factors of enlightenment, achieving it, uh, then the mind is in a very good position to focus on Four Noble Truths. Why? Mind is equanimous. For instance, you cannot focus the mind on dukkha if you have prejudice, because you immediately think, ah, oh, this is pessimistic. The entire teaching is pessimistic. The notion of pessimism arises in your mind. We are not equanimous. So that is how this is uh, listed right under the factors of enlightenment, under equanimity. So, uh, I think such uh, the what you call chatu sacche, chatu swariya sacheshu for noble truths which we take up in the afternoon. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.